Welcome to Color Me Happy. I'm your host, Brandi Hofer. Thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate your time. You will probably hear today some kids in the background and some movie playing and some husbands clearing their throats because we're in the van. It's a long weekend. It's a sunny long weekend and we are headed up to an oiler game and I'm telling my husband to stop tapping because it's annoying and and Teddy's ready for his nap but uh yeah I'm editing today because I I well I like to make use of any sort of free time um uh, we all know as parents that's just what you have to do so I'm so excited about this guest Alicia uh, Alicia pardon I know we'll go swimming soon don't worry Teddy is really excited to go swimming later at the hotel. So we chat with Alicia from <laughs> PXP, Con- <laughs> PXP Contemporary. And um, uh, Alicia is really uh, transparent and open about uh, her journey and how uh, they developed uh, the platforms that they created. Um, She has been a part of Create Magazine, uh, co-founder of so many things, um, the Art Queen Society, and take your shoes off. Take the other one off too. Let those feet breathe, buddy. Yeah, you're good. And so, yeah, she's really, she's really open about how all those, um, like those things didn't happen overnight everything she did in her life um and every small job and and it was a building block and a stepping stone leading them to you know setting up these great platforms for female creatives and not only just female creatives but um women of color and gosh alicia talks about that journey as well and um she also is really as soon as I started talking it was oh you don't want to take your shoes off uh she also chats about setting up sustainable uh and passive incomes and how that has made such a difference um I had Alicia on because I'm so excited we have a solo show launching with PXP Contemporary Gallery in partnership with our BHA Gallery and um it is opening on May 26th um, which this will be like past that day, I know. So go check it out. It's at brandyhofer.ca in the collections area um, at BHA Gallery. and um, Or check out PXP Contemporary on Instagram or Brandy Hofer Studios on Instagram. And, and uh, yeah, thanks for being here and enjoy this lesson. I, oh, it did? Yeah, it says it's recording. Oh, it's still swirling for me. I just don't want to lose it because I, oh, there we go. I did lose one once and it sucked. It sucks. Have you ever lost one? No, thank goodness. Not yet. (laughs) Kat has, and she's told me about it. Why isn't it uploading? Um, Okay. Welcome, Alicia. Uh, Alicia is a gallerist and and writer um, and you're a gallerist for PXP Contemporary Gallery. Uh, which you co-founded, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. And I've seen and been a part of some of the collections. 
and uh, seen you from the beginning grow and expand and um, to what it is today. And it's it's so beautiful. So great job there. And, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> recently, you had someone like mimic you on Instagram. And didn't your partner say, you know, you've made it when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that happens. And I see a lot of it actually happening with just any kind of content creator influencer these days. But, um, you know, it, yeah, there's a part of it that's flattery, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, that you also worked so hard to not just build your company, but build your brand identity. And it's, it's just, it's disappointing to have someone, um, just swipe it. And <laughs> it's so easy to do that really? these days. And like, don't, don't people have <laughs> something positive or constructive to do with their time? Like, it always yeah. kind of blows blows my mind. Um, yeah, when that sort of thing happens. But, but we luckily, do community yeah, where we where we share. Like, look out, you know, <laughs> I talk about it or give it space. Um, but just for the plain fact that it doesn't happen to any, you don't want it to happen to anyone else, right? Yeah, no, that's so true. But I mean, luckily in my case, it was very mild. I mean. Unfortunately, even with all the reporting that I know people in my community did, which I'm so grateful for, Instagram didn't take them down because of just various silly, like, back end, like, legislation and, you know, just silly rules that have loopholes and gray areas. Um, but they haven't posted anymore. They're just, they just exist. They're not doing anything. And I think that it's fairly obvious that it's it's not the real us. There's only three posts. There's no content that con that continually is being shared. So it's fine. I'm sure that unfortunately it will probably come up again, and I will definitely deal with that. But you know, it's kind of something that comes with the territory because we are people who are creative and are sharing ideas and putting them out in the world. You know, yeah, some people are going to get inspired and some people are going to take it too far. So um, I think it's also a matter of kind of like checking that balance because i think also sometimes artists get to they go too far in the opposite direction and like no that was my idea and you can't do this and and there's absolutely a point where you want to draw the line you know if it, it really is you know, your idea and someone using it for monetary gain absolutely but you know also at the same time like if it's your thing in your voice like they're not actually going to be able to copy it 100 so um, I, you know, encourage artists to like moderate that kind of thinking too. just, you know, stay in your own lane. Like they're not, they're not in the end, they're really not going to bother you that much. No, um, it's mostly and against like big companies. A compliment, like, well, not in that case, but like, <laughs> someone really loves your style. Like I know I love other artists style and you can see it in my work sometimes too, because as a creative, you can't help the way you express yourself sometimes and you know for me it's really environmental the way I create so you do get inspired by like this really cool portrait that this you know and but if you're like oh hey hey Jen I was so inspired by your piece um but it will never authentically it'll just always be you and that's what's important at you know if you're creating for you and not directly trying to mimic someone's work and there is um when you're learning there's actually a lot of great things you can pull away from copying people's work you know like i mean austin cleon wrote a whole book about it so yeah yeah <laughs> <there are> things, <laughs> and 
if you treat it as a learning experience and or a compliment if you know i have had it happen a lot and i'm and i it took a lot of growing for me to be okay with it and now i'm like you know i do what i do and that is so great that they are creating and and being inspired and that's at the end of the day what you chalk it up to and and then i make a new friend that's what i think i'll just make a new <laughs> new, new friend and can i help you in any way right mm -hmm. um so you guys have a show right now in the gallery with three artists correct so it is a show called trio and it is in celebration of the gallery's third anniversary already which i cannot believe <laughs> but i guess the pandemic kind of like speeds up everything or slows down everything i don't know at this point but somehow we've made it to three years thank goodness and we're celebrating with this three-person show so it's our first uh, first show with only three artists usually we do these larger productions of a show and so this one is three artists they're all women artists and they also are figurative artists who paint women so i thought that was kind of a nice tie in together they are um <clears throat> kirthana s kumar Brittany atkinson and winnebay lopez so um they're all very different their styles are very different but they are very colorful they're lively i think they're just kind of fresh for summer you know heading into these warmer months if you're on that side of the world <laughs> um i think yeah they're just like I said, just kind of very light, nice for, for this period and celebratory. So it goes along with the theme of celebrating our anniversary. Yeah, it's a really beautiful collection. And obviously I love um, seeing female artists uh, being supported. Um, what is your what is your point of view on, on that? Because uh, I did, so you're a part of the Art Queens, uh, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, you know, so you were there and, and you see a lot of, of what goes on. And, and um, I got to speak, actually, um, last month. Was it last month? Yeah. Mm -hmm. about, about that topic specifically. Um, and the stats still are 28% uh, are only female. So as a gallerist, is that important to you to represent that uh, voice of a female creative? Absolutely, of course. So, I mean, I've been in the industry for over a decade now. And when I was kind of growing up in the industry, working in contemporary galleries, I absolutely saw the disparities between men and women artists. But not only that, you know, obviously I'm a woman of color too. So I didn't see people like me, not just because they weren't women, but because they weren't people of color either. So, absolutely, it's so important. Um, I am lucky that. I did work for some really dynamic women gallerists who took me under their wing, taught me what they knew, and you know, showed me that I could indeed for forge my own path. But at the same time, you know, you just—it's so different when you walk into a room and you're the only one who looks like you. So even if it's not overt, even if everyone's super nice, you still notice it. It's an underlying thing. So I love to use my small influence that I have at my platform to then make that, even though it's virtual, make that space where other artists who, you know, might be considered other or different or minority can feel welcome. And I, I hope that I've done that in the three years that we've been in business. So it's a, it's a core part of the mission and I hope to you know just continue to 
um, support women artists, minority artists. And I also hope to see more platforms like mine, but you know, even doing things that are a little bit different as well, continue to support as well, because as you mentioned, you know, there's been progress and that's great, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So, so much. And I think when you guys, um, you know, set up a place like you, you make space, it's not about, you know, finding where you fit, but making that space for, you know, creatives to come to you and making it a safe space. And I think when you, um, I don't think you all knew how much the Queens was going to expand <laughs> from at the beginning, like, um, Obviously, I wasn't in those initial like planning. It was probably like, we should do this. It might be a good idea. And then you're like, holy shit. <laughs> I feel like it was a little like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, minorities and women to work together um, to, to create that space for themselves, right? Um, mm -hmm. Obviously with with being a female artist and you know for i so it's almost been yeah it's like 15 plus years for me and those initial years were a big struggle because there was no example like you said there was no example of someone i could follow so you idolize these males in the industry or try to find or forge your path similarly to them and it was just like walking up against doors that were closed and they weren't going to open for me because they didn't resonate with my voice or my message or the emotion of my artwork. And mm -hmm. um, so finding you and, and Kat and the Queens has, and the support that you've given to not only myself, but so many others has been integral uh, to it just, it feels good in my heart. And, you know, it gives, it gives like, it gives me um, a voice and it, 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 you empowered, you empower women. Um, and so thank you for empowering me and my journey. Um, and of course it evolved into like motherhood and, and then motherhood is, that's a whole nother level of like, we, or confused by what you're doing there right like in the gallery world or the art world like breaking through the barrier of i'm still a professional artist and consider myself at the same scale as you but to be accepted is a whole nother a whole nother thing in itself <laughs> i've found but i'm working every day to change to change those and battle those stereotypes yeah that's been a, another huge topic that i've noticed as well i mean that's not a part of my life yet um but i hope that one day it will be one day soon maybe um so it's absolutely something that i've been thinking about more recently you know how will this affect my career and how other other people perceive that it might affect my career but you know ultimately it, it shouldn't you know everything that happens really should be my decision because it's my decision and my body my family like <laughs> i don't understand how it should have an effect on anyone else but um but you're right i have seen um others just really face a lot of challenges in balancing their art career not because of the actual time but because of the perception that you know them taking time to start a family 
somehow equates to them not putting as much stock in their artistic career, which is bogus. So um, yeah, I mean, but going back to the idea of just building this community, it actually even goes back to creating before that fresh paint. Like when Kat and I came out of school, we were still in touch and that was amazing that we had that relationship, but both of us were trying to find our way in the art world and it was just really difficult because exactly what we've been talking about already, the, the community, we didn't find enough opportunities for really young artists. We didn't find mentors really to look up to until later on. And so we felt like this is what we needed. <laughs> so that's what we created. In yeah. Ways. So that's so cool and so inspiring that well, if no one's going to do it for me, I'm going to just do it myself. Or if it doesn't exist, I'm just going to do it. And the thing is, that's really scary. And so that in itself stops a lot of people. Um, but it didn't stop you. And do you want to speak about uh, how how it evolved and how it grew and some unexpected things? You know, because when you do... do uh take on adventure such as like you always have these ideas right and you think they're going to go one way but they definitely like writing the book or you know what i mean it doesn't go <laughs> the way but there's lessons along that way but um do you want to speak on that a little bit yeah absolutely so funny actually this is like serendipitous because i just started reading um originals by adam grant i believe um, and in the very first chapter, he talks about how people assume that entrepreneurs are these big risk takers. So yes, it is scary when Kat jumped into starting a magazine and I like came in and we started PXP and she launched VR Queens right in like April, May of 2020. Um, but what he actually says is that most, if not a significant portion, Yes, they are risk takers to an extent, but it's it's usually actually calculated risks. So they're not just diving off the deep end, not knowing how to I'm swim. Drop my life savings into. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to the edge and they're looking over and like measuring how long the distance is. Maybe they have some floaties on. Like they're not actually doing something that's as crazy as you think. So, um, I think. Both of us are examples of that. So in, in Kat's case, yeah, she was working on the magazine, but for a long time, she still had a regular job as well, like a day job. She was working in restaurants, working at Macy's and different things. And for me, um, it's similarly, like I always had other writing jobs or gallery jobs before I had started PXP. And actually before I started PXP, I was, I was also 10 years <laughs> working in the industry. So I'd worked for I don't know, at least five or so galleries before that. And so I'd seen a number of different ways of how it worked, how it didn't, um, things I liked about the way certain dealers worked and things I did not want to replicate in my own business. Um, so I guess my point in saying all this is that uh, I feel like sometimes you just talk yourself out of starting that thing because you think that is such a big risk or because you think I have to go all in. And that's not necessarily true. Like you can be the risk taker, but a calculated one. So it doesn't yeah. feel as overwhelming when you first I, do that. 
I wholeheartedly agree, you know, and you probably get these message messages a lot and people are like, Oh, because you're so, and you're like, well, no, actually, you know, they're like, cause you've got it, you've made it. And I'm like, I disagree with you very much um, <laughs> because we, we have set up, you know, I served too. I went to school and expected my degree somehow I had a job waiting for me, you know, like it was a silly misconception. And I think all of those things are like building blocks on the way to where you are. And, but I think uh, really successful entrepreneurs are actually those who realize that it's, it's almost like your daily habits that add up to, um, Yes, it looks good on paper later, but, you know, you've worked at it for five years doing this and this and this. And I messaged with Kat once and she's, I wanted to expand and had some questions about it and hiring people. And she's like, we all have jobs. This was a while ago. Like we all are doing something else, but we're building this together. And it's, it's like, you know, so-and-so does this, but they also do that. So I actually want to talk to you about that um, because it is, you know, lifting that veil of, you know, you've made it as an artist or you've made it as a gallerist or this is all that you do and you're just like laughing and rolling in money or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> on a bit of a pedestal. And, um, but I want to talk to you about uh, for the people listening um, setting up or being multifaceted or setting up passive or sustainable income sources. So then you're not so dependent on that one thing. I think you've been really smart about doing like being conscious of that. Yeah, I think I can't claim that I was so prescient to have known to do this from the start. It happened yeah. organically yeah. because I worked in the arts and because Unfortunately, 10 years ago when I started, and maybe even now, I, I mean, I'm not really in the art workforce, like I, all my jobs are kind of, I've made them on my own. Um, but when I started, no one job paid me enough of a salary to live off of. So I had to always have multiple jobs, even if it was like two or three <clears throat> at the most. Well, I guess I, at the most I have now. <laughs> But um, at the most, I was working four different jobs to make ends meet. And, and it was kind of crazy. I definitely had to balance a lot. But um, it ultimately allowed me to, one, still work in the arts. Um, I was sometimes balancing with different careers in the fitness industry. So I was like, working at a boutique spinning studio or like I worked as a lifeguard before, you know, different random things like that. <clears throat> and um, but I guess. From that, eventually, it it was like enough to to build experience working in different capacities. So I learned about e-commerce in one job. I learned about social media in one job. I learned about building websites in one job. And eventually, all those skills then helped me to kind of narrow my focus into the businesses and and different things that I do now. But <clears throat> speaking of the income stream specifically, this I love. And now I'm doing less of the trading time for money and doing more of just setting up things that will just continue to bring in revenue. One 
that I also can't really take credit for is the book. Um, and I say I can't really take credit for it because Kat and I just had no idea of how this thing would take off. Um, back in, I think it was 2017, she and I had a meeting or had some calls back and forth that were just thinking about how we could continue to grow Create because at the time we were more focused on interviews with artists and um, you know reviews of shows, just general more like art world news. And we were realizing though that our audience was asking us a lot of questions like wait but I see you're also an artist and I see you also work in galleries like can you give us some tips about that kind of part of the art world and instead of just like having to dm the people the same responses over and over again we decided okay let's just like sit down and write a few blog posts she wrote a few I wrote a few we kind of switched off for a couple of months and those became the best performing blog posts on the site ever, immediately. And we were like completely blown away by this. So we ended up writing or collating the best performing ones into a small teeny book. And I was just actually look at it, looking at it today, like, oh, this cute little thing. I have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have it on the bookshelf. Um, actually, sorry. I have it on my desk. <laughs> I didn't mean to have it, but oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Maybe there. No, it must be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we just put this together to, again, make it even easier instead of having to even send multiple links to people who, who asked us about XYZ. Here's one place where you can find it all, right? And it's small, it's, it's 80 pages, but it went crazy. <laughs> just, you know, the, the, um response to it was so beautiful we were just blown away in the best way and um yeah so after that we realized we really had something uh we took it off the market after eight months and then expanded it in the next year to what it is today the complete smartest guide 330 plus pages um and oh, sorry i'm <laughs> my book right now and i'm just like uh <laughs> it is challenging, no doubt. Like there's so much pressure in it. Like, um, but it's great because once it's done, it is like that whole like, you know, it doesn't mean because we all know how actually we don't all know how Amazon works. Amazon works in mysterious but figure outable, <laughs> for lack of a better term, ways. Um I luckily have a like uh, mentor coach on the book side uh, for how Amazon works. Uh, my neighbor had a bestseller on Amazon, has, sorry, has. So he's like figured out all the little tweaks, but it does also take a lot afterward. But like the, yeah, I'm in the tired stages of editing and recording audio, which is, uh, you can't breathe wrong. So, and yeah. we all know me, I like F stuff up on a regular. So like, can we just leave this like this though? Um, me doing the voice of cheese. Can't we just like leave it? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Cause anyway, but yes, yeah, so it is, it is. I, I, uh, I'm so proud that you, you know, dove into that world, even though like, you both had never really written a book before, right? Like that shouldn't no. stop you. <laughs> no, that shouldn't stop no, you. absolutely. 
you can and you're right it, it's it's such an undertaking but i guess like to circle back to the the income stream point is is that it's one of those things where you have to put a ton of effort in up front but now that's been on the market for almost two years which is mind-boggling but it still brings us in money every month so hmm. that's something that we don't have to think about anymore it's just um the beautiful thing about it is we get so much organic marketing just from people sharing on their stories sharing posting about it on instagram just like sending a copy to a friend i mean it's it's been amazing and we're so grateful because i mean we just poured everything that we had learned into it we definitely put as much effort into it as we could but i mean there definitely has to be some divine help going on because the fact that it's continued to keep its momentum has been just amazing um so that has been a really great you know thing that we've put effort into that continues to give returns um i also do a lot of writing which is something that i also didn't think would happen i i enjoyed it growing not growing up but like after grad school i think was kind of when i started to get my writer's voice i'll call it and um so I decided to start pitching myself to different blogs and magazines to see if I could get my name out there. And luckily it worked. <laughs> and so I started writing more and more. So that has like a nice balance with working for Create and the gallery and other stuff. It's 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 actually one of my ways that I'm creative still because I do have that background of fine arts. I got my BFA in painting and printmaking. Um, but I I don't I only do that for myself and like <laughs> as my kind of hobby. Um, I so this allows me to still kind of flex those creative muscles, and it also I mean serves me in a number of other ways. It's always a beneficial skill to be able to write. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I guess the other part of that is just it's also been another way. I call it like my parallel career at this point too because from writing books, from writing for different magazines and blogs, like that's has that has built me a sustainable income. Like uh -huh. and I have to get it from multiple sources to make it work, but it works. So um that's been another cool thing that's happened. And then like I said, but organically, I right? Like you weren't like you're like, well, I'm setting out to be a writer, right? <laughs> you know I mean? Kind of went with the flow and and when you go with the flow instead of resisting i think you know things just like kind of naturally progress in a way that you know you're happy and you're enjoying what you're doing and so naturally that is just supporting you the way you're with the energy you're putting in you know yeah yeah you're definitely right on that point um it i guess i'll, I'll caveat that there was there was a, a year I think it was 2019 where I said I want to double the number of publications I'm writing for. So I did set an intention then and I was able to do that. I found, I think it was like two or three more. Um, so, you know, it's not fully like magic, obviously. I had to work for it. <laughs> and no, I know, I know, I know you weren't saying that either. If you're creative, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Feeling good about it. And yes, intentions are so helpful <laughs> as we know but good for you for for doing that and and not like setting a bar on on where where you needed to be but where you know to think bigger i think 
I think we're our own um, worst like critics and we're our own worst, like we put boundaries on where it could be. And sometimes um, other people can see something that you don't. And, or like, did any of, when you set your intention, did, were some of those people reaching out to you or um, did you go after those? At that time, I was fully pitching myself, but after that, once I did get that initial round, now people and opportunities come to me. So it's, yeah, it's all about like that initial work and then <laughs> it actually starts working yeah. for you. No, I hear that. <laughs> I know I, one morning I woke up with 23 messages, like you said, and I was like, I need to write a book because I will answer those people back because I'm a nice person. But yeah. Um, you know, clearly people want to learn something. I think it all comes back to like, how were they doing that? And I want to know I'm inspired and how can I support them? Like people genuinely want to support you and, and, but also learn something from you. And I think a book is a great way to, to, you know, express that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so many options and so many um, ways artists and creatives can work like as a writer, as a painter, as any, whatever you are, there are, um, and there's ways to learn if you don't know how, like there's people who have done or are doing it. And that's why like the art Queens is such a great resource because it's just like a stockpile of videos. If you want to be inspired, you go here. If you want to learn how to do murals, you go here. Or do you know what I mean? It's it's really great. And um, there's so many options like passive income with prints and or partnerships and collaborations. I mean, you guys do a lot of collaborations as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And you go after them. Absolutely. And that's also something that, that's one of the reasons that Kat brought me on back in 2019, question mark. <laughs> it's been a, a while now. Um, but anyway, uh, she brought me on like officially. I'd already been writing for the magazine for some time, but she's like brought me on to more of an admin side as well um, to do brand partnerships. And so once I came on, then I was getting us more, even more stores and I got us our first distributor. And then we also did our first big partnership. So we had partnerships with like Art Miami and with Moniker and we've since done ones with Volta and Affordable Art Fair. So it's, we're definitely big believers in the partnership um, and what that can do for your business. I mean, even if you have your own platform, you you really can still only get so far. And and like, I don't mean to say that something like, you know, you have limitations, like, yeah, you can still have a huge platform, but you can also find a lot of other really exciting like businesses or brands or artists, individuals, curators, writers who are doing things that kind of align with what you do. So why not take advantage of that? I mean, the so best ones are, are like working both this, ways. Person doing this and it's the same thing if you work together. I just had a podcast interview yesterday about that specific topic. What if you mm -hmm. just like bring together services? It's just so much more powerful or it is more powerful. Um, I don't think that was a sentence. 
And that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing what you're getting into, I, with podcasting, I was like, well, I love chatting. We'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, I think it's so great. And everyone should check out PXP Contemporary and the gallery and um, Create Magazine and, and the smartest, the complete smartest guide and the art queens. There's so many resources and so many beautiful things that you're doing. Um, and it's a great place to learn as a creative person and be inspired. So thank you for your time today. I appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. We'll chat soon. Alrighty. Thank you so much. We're still on the road here. I gave Teddy a snack, so hopefully I can get through this last uh, recording to sign off for the day. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your time. Uh, be sure to go check out that new collection at PXP Contemporary or at BHA Gallery. Um, we'll be sharing lots of the processes. Used, thanks. Uh, we used a lot of epoxy and mixed media in this collection, so the whole every little bit of mixing that media we captured and shared at Brandy Hofer Studios. Um, so if you want to learn how we did some of those things, go check that out. And again, I really appreciate you being here. Have a great long weekend and we'll chat with you all soon. Oh, also be sure to share. And if you want to be a part of our color happy meet, color me happy community, you sure can. It's free and it's on Facebook. Uh, you just go in there and um, you can either follow us on Instagram at Color Me Happy Community or search in Facebook for Color Me Happy Community or head to brandyhofer.ca to find it. Um, there's so many ways to find it. You can see it on my Instagram as well. Um, I'm back. I tricked you. Still on the road. <laughs> I actually wanted to play the full track of Swear by the Moon. It's actually my brother's band, and he had hit my brother and his his uh, music partner's band, uh, Megan, and they have so kindly agreed to let me use that track on the intro and the sign-off to this podcast. So I'm going to attach the full version. Um, and this is uh, Pirates. It's called Pirates and it's their new album so you can check that out it's on everywhere where you can get music so <laughs> wherever you listen to music check that out uh, swear by the moon and you can find them on instagram as well and thanks for being here again chat soon friends